Welcome to The Amy Edwards Show. I'm your host, Amy Edwards. We are centered on transformation and becoming our next best version in these shows and learning from experts like today's guest, Brooke Rod, which I'm so excited to get to. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to start connecting further with everyone in these shows. I want to know like more about what you want to hear. I want to know how these shows are speaking to you. And we have a new link on Anchor in the show notes where you can click and send me a voice message. So I really hope to hear from people. And who knows, maybe then we'd get an extra show every week that would answer some questions, if you have questions too. I am excited to just keep connecting further this year. That's one of my goals, is to connect with you more this year. Hear what you are thinking, feeling, how these are affecting you, and what you'd like to know more of. So thank you so much for showing up. Do all the things if you can, rate, review, subscribe, and most importantly, share with a friend. If something in this speaks to you, it's always so incredible to share it with a friend and then have those conversations and get more vulnerable and open up a little bit more because when we're opening our hearts, that's when real transformation begins and we get to know ourselves even better. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, okay, I'm so excited to welcome today's guest, Brooke Rod. Brooke has stores here in Austin and Santa Monica. Well, one store new here in Austin. You are a designer and a stylist and an entrepreneur with a background in music and photography. And I am so excited to visit with you because having a store is dear to my heart. I had a clothing store here in Austin for five years and I know how much blood, sweat, and tears goes into it. It is your life. And I think probably more so, well, any, any entrepreneur, I don't want to make light of any of them. They're all blood, sweat, and tears, but having a store is its own special thing. And it sure is. is. So welcome today, Brooke. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And, um, I, I'm excited too, to talk because as I love your store, first of all, it's so beautifully curated and, thoughtful. And I noticed in maybe an interview that you'd done in the past or one of your tenets, one of your foundations is about effortless style. And so I thought that that was a really cool thing for us to center our conversation around today, because I wondered what effortless style means to you, because I think that people can get it as a misnomer almost, because it's, it looks effortless and can feel effortless, but there's effort involved, right? So, right. Always. Always. So I wondered if you could like start off by speaking to that a little bit and then, and then I want to get into like how your own growth has developed that in you and like how you would recommend people, what tips you would give people to find their own. Yeah. Gosh, that's Sorry, a, that was a mouthful. I it laid is a mouthful, you. <laughs> and I'm trying to you know keep it in order. But let's just but, start with like effortless style. Like, what does that even mean to you? Because, like you said, it does require effort, and so that's why I was thinking, like, you know, people people probably get a little confused by that sometimes. Like, shouldn't this be shouldn't this be effortless? <laughs> I mean, ideally, it should be. Yeah, and you know, I think that. I mean, if we just start with like the basics of shopping. You know, so much is where you go Mm -hmm. and the person who's curating it. And I think so many shops and department stores are curated by so many different buyers that like it's almost head spinning. Like you go into these places and it's like, you know, there's a pantsuit and there's, you know, so I try to keep my buying really consistent with just 
casual, comfortable, and I mean, I think most importantly is money. Um, you know, I yeah, your stuff's affordable. Yeah, it's affordable, yeah, which I love. And I, I was surprised when I went in because I was like, yeah. I didn't know what to expect. I hadn't been in your store before. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I I grew up with a single mom mm-hmm. who, you know, was not going to buy, you know, in New York, who was not going to buy me the same designer clothes that my friends had. Were you in New York City? Where were you? I was New York City and Long Island. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and I had this real kind of dichotomy growing up. I had, um, you know, a family in the music business, very prominent music business family, but I also had a single mom who was working within the business and, you know, could only afford so much for her two kids. And, um, I, so I was always presented with people with a ton of money and like, you know, not, you know, Cher and Madonna and, you (laughs) know, like a ton of (laughs) money and Mariah Carey and, you know, just all these people around me. And I was, I was always in tune with what I could afford and what I couldn't. And I learned really quickly. I started going to flea markets and, you know, finding vintage coats and, um, just kind of creating my style. But you Um, also noticed that style mattered, like style matters when you're in music and, but style matters period, I think. It totally matters. But like that was putting an impression on you at a pretty young age, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, it put such an impression on me and it made me, um, dig and just say like, what, you know, who am I? (laughs) And how does my clothing style reflect, you know, my history and what my, what, you know, vibe I want to create. Um, and I mean, ultimately that's kind of how I got into clothing. I was always doing it. I, you know, worked in the music business, started photographing my artists, then realized that I really enjoyed styling them more. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, and my styling was unique and affordable and I wasn't buying, you know, designer stuff for my shoots. And, um, it just, it, it, you know, it's, it's a natural path. I mean, I think a Mm -hmm. lot of people think that, you know, I just opened up a store and right. <laughs> cause it was like always a, you know, something I wanted to do, but it was, you know, like all the steps that I took in my life kind of led me there. But going back to your original, yeah. like effortless style, um, I think it, it's just really where you shop and no, you know, having someone with like a, an affordable sense of style that, you know, is, is kind of really doing clear buying, I like that because difference. it's almost, it, that translates to a lot of things. It's like this conscious placement of yourself in environments that are conducive to what you want to do. Yeah. You know, and I think we can, f- at least I can forget like what you just said. I'm like, that's right. Like if I'm in Nordstrom, it's overwhelming and I don't even know why sometimes. Yeah. You know, and you leave buying nothing. Sometimes, yeah. or sometimes I buy the wrong thing completely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like in the wrong section. There's just too much coming at you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that can translate almost to anything. You mm-hmm. know, like whenever we're putting ourselves in an environment, like how do we get more conscious about our environments? You know, and that goes for everything, from clothes to the people we're around. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's really cool. It is really cool. It is really cool. And that like shows you so much of the value of small stores too, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, especially when they're, it's like, you know, 
led by the right person, like right. someone who understands like, you know, the neighborhood that they're in. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I selected Austin for my second out of, you know, my, my first out of state location from California. Cause you have three in California, right? I have three in California. Mm-hmm. And then now the one here and everyone's always like, why'd you, you know, why'd you go open in Austin? And uh, I was like, have you been to Austin? I, yeah. Well, have you been to Austin? <laughs> I had not, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That's I came crazy. out here because I had a couple of customers that were great customers that kind of became friends and they grew up here and they moved back and they, you know, a lot of them didn't know one another, but they all were texting me saying like, there's nowhere to shop here. And like, no offense to Austin (laughs) businesses. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's many, but there was something, you know, that I guess is in my stores. It's, you know, I mean, you say effortless style. I also say like accessibility, that's a word that I use a lot with my business is it just feels accessible. It feels, you know, curated and, and, you know, and because of its affordability, it's not cheap stuff, but it's like well-selected, good quality, you know, a lot of it designed by me. Um, and it just, you know, people go in there and they're like, oh yeah, this feels right. And that just comes down to like knowing your customer and knowing yeah. what you would buy and I mean, a lot of times I buy things that I would never wear, you know, I mean, do you, I cause do. I, I felt like when I would do that in my store, it didn't really move. I felt like it, I, it was always like, it, it wasn't my voice yeah. and it would just sit there. And finally I was like, you know what, if I don't, even if it wouldn't suit my body or something, if it's something that I really like, then yeah. that that's the direction I would go. But it was, boy, was it a learning process. So that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I do, I, because I have to sometimes like that's, and that comes down to knowing your customer, which is something I'm still kind of learning in Austin. I'm like yeah. trying to kind of figure out exactly, you know, we're not as California. As, no, it's mm-mm. not as California. It's mm-mm. it's different. You know, like some of the like more boho dresses that kill it in California. Yeah. Like just don't fly Are they just here. Sitting? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to be shipping those back to LA. That's funny. I feel like I need some boho dresses. I was like just thinking that. Really? Like yesterday. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, so come in because there's still plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Especially in the summertime. Yeah. I'm also a summer person. So the hardest thing for me as a, you know, I'm business owner is Mm -hmm. like trying to tone down my summer vibes a little bit. Like I can, you know, I can do winter. I'm a New Yorker. I could totally do it. But like, I like that, you know, like that coastal cowboy thing is just sexy and fun and low key. And, you know, I just, I like to bring out like the fun in people and make them realize, you know, that's why there's so much color in my stores. It's, you know, there's, if you look at the, the section of black stuff, it's always very small. Mm-hmm. Here I am in my full black, black jumpsuit. To... Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and I wear a ton of but color. But I haven't seen you in black before. I've seen you a few times. Yeah. And I've, you were in color. In color. Mm-hmm. I'm usually in, in some kind of color. Yeah. But I feel like there's a way to do that and integrate it. And I, that's often the first comment people make is like, you're, you know, your store's so colorful. Like it feels so good. And it does have a good feel. That's what, you know, that's what I'm, I've been trying to create. And, you know, one of my stores in LA is called Fun. Um, it's a lifestyle no, store. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I saw some things that said fun, but I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just fun. It's, there's humor in there. There's sex. There's, yeah. you know, books and candles and 
Palo Santo and, mm-hmm. you know, things that just feel calming and happy. And, you know, that to me is, is a shopping experience that I never had. Like shopping for me was always dreadful unless I was at the flea markets. Like the Chelsea flea market for me was, you know, my life. And I went every weekend and I, you know, I mean, I still have my collection of vintage coats. Oh my God. Yeah. And I remember that feeling of just like searching for that perfect piece. So Mm -hmm. I try to make like every selection that I make just, you know, oh, like that's such a special cashmere sweater. I, you know, like it's got that little pop of neon and it just makes me happy, you know, and people say that they're like, everything I buy in here just makes me happy. I just leave happy (laughs) I leave with a bag of stuff. And it was not that, you know, not that Mm -hmm. much money. And I'm just happy. How much of like what you do personally, which I don't know your habits or anything like that. So I'm just Mm -hmm. curious about them. How much of that like feeds this, you know, quest for providing this happy experience and stuff. I mean, like what's your life like? (laughs) Really fucking depressing. (laughs) I don't believe it. (laughs) No. Um, I mean, I try to like, you know, my values are, you know, kindness always and, um, integrity and just trying to stay focused and happy as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie. Part of what makes me happy is getting dressed in the morning and, you know, just feeling good about the way that I look. And I mean, there, there, we could get into a whole slew of, you know, back history, body issues, you know, never feeling like I was the skinny girl, you know, um, and finding a way to kind of dress around my flaws, my perceived flaws. Yeah. Um, what surprises me because you look so great. Oh, thank so, you. Yeah. Thank you. I exercise. I'm a runner. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I've done Ironman triathlons. Um, so I'm, I have a, healthy focus in life, but I have a really balanced focus. And yeah, I mean, it sounds corny to say, but like a huge part of that is style, you know, it's just like how it makes you feel in the morning and, you know, finding the right outfit to match your mood. And, Mm -hmm. um, well, I think that if somebody thinks that, you know, they don't, they maybe discount that or something like that, or look down on it or whatever, you know, um, they're kind of kidding themselves because they've got style too. Like whatever it is, you've got some. So I don't know. I just think why not be more conscious about it? Yeah. Why not figure out what you're reflecting? And I I think that, you know, being in touch with those values is so crucial. Like your values show in what you're selling, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's integral. It is. Do I mean, you notice the, that consciously oh, or completely? Yeah. I mean, I, the accessibility piece, the accessibility. again, I like, mm-hmm. you know, I always try to not use the word affordable because I feel like so many people equate that with cheap yeah. and there's nothing cheap about what I'm selling at mm-hmm. all. You know, it's not fast fashion. It's, you know, it's affordable. I mean, I could mark things up like many shops that private label do. Um, but I don't. And yeah. I, I, pride myself on, you know, volume over, you know, raping people. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, so people come in and I think where that kind of becomes obvious for me is my, 
and I hate to even talk about this also, but, and I won't name names, but my celebrity following in yeah. Los Angeles, um, it's, you know, these are people that could go anywhere and they repeatedly come back to my shops and, you know, shop, That's <laughs> shop good. For their, you know, I have a kid's store. They shop for their kids. Mm-hmm. They buy dresses in my dress shop. They, you know, buy gifts in my, in my lifestyle shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something, even when someone has all the money in the world, there's something about like feeling like, like, oh my God, I just got a good deal. And I think that's how you, you keep like the happy vibes, Yeah, you know? I mean, there's nothing worse than going into a store and finding a great dress and walking out and being like, right. I just spent $400 on a dress. Oh, I <laughs> like, saw one here in Austin and I was like, that is so cute. It was like $800 and it was just this cotton dress. And I was like, ah, no, you know, it doesn't feel good. No. The worst is bikinis. They yeah. get like so little material <laughs> and so much money. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. how, how, how are they getting away with that? I keep my bikinis like in the $78 range okay. instead of the two high. And, and For by both the way, pieces full confession, I, no, per, so. Per piece, per top. No, per, uh, for the whole like thing. $38 for the top, $38 awesome. for the bottom. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Good. What were you going to say? I just, I was going to say, I confess that I just bought a $200 bikini on Sunday. <laughs> it happens. I came out to Austin and I saw the weather and I was like, oh, I want to go sit by the pool. And I forgot my bathing suit. I bought a really hot gold. Ba- I'm going to Hawaii soon. So oh, I was like, I oh, I'll wear this. Yes. You but yeah, it. I mean, it was it's like gold? one of those gold. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gold metallic. Um, but I definitely walked out with like that, like buyer's remorse going like, so little well yeah because you're paying even less because you're owning the store you know well I know the cost I know I know the cost of that bathing suit so yeah well let's start (laughs) for a second about designing so you said you design a lot of stuff in there I I didn't really I knew you were a designer Mm -hmm. but how how much of that like how much are you um doing for your store and how much time do you spend on designing I it was always a dream of mine mm-hmm. I mean and you know whatever I'm not dead yet yeah, so yeah but I, I couldn't <laughs> okay great <laughs> I, I mean like I would love to yeah. and with my store it was always something I really wanted to get into but I just I couldn't quite find the time and or didn't make the time I didn't even have kids then what was I talking about right <laughs> the, the busier your life you know this, Yes. the more time you somehow find. People are always like, how do you do all of that? I'll get back to your question. No, it's true. designing. But people are always like, how do you do all of the things that you do? And I'm like, A, I have to. Like, I don't have, you know, a big, uh, you know, family fund, you know, supporting me. Mm -hmm. I don't have a rich husband, you know. I never did. Um, It was out of necessity, Mm -hmm. you know. And then once you start, once you get the ball rolling, I think, in life, you're just you're like, oh my God, I can do anything. Oh, I love that. Like, and, I can do yeah, anything. there's a saying that's like, you give someone who has five things to do one more thing to do and it's like overwhelming. Right. But if you give someone who has a hundred things to do one more thing, they're like, eh, whatever. Whatever, what's one more okay. thing? Okay. Easy. <laughs> yeah. I fall short in the um, tedious like paperwork department though. <laughs> like, I, I, that's where I'm just like, That's oh my, my God. weak spot. <sighs> if, I, if I told you how many late fees I have just for... <laughs> sheer procrastination like I have to pay my sales tax to the state and the website stresses me out and so I'm just going to avoid it and then you know I go on and I'm 24 hours late and I have like a $600 fine oh damn it happens a lot 
Damn. It's, so I'm, I'm far from perfect as a business person. Why do you think that is? Um, I think I'm a little bit of a Luddite, like technology freaks me out mm-hmm. to some degree. Um, so, and I find these, you know, like I say this a lot with a lot of things, like if I could have created that website, it would be so easy yeah. <laughs> and smooth and, you know, but like some of the, some of these websites are just complicated and I just get nervous and, um, I do too. I'm, I'm the exact yeah. same way. And, and I've I had also this don't of... like to ever look at my finances uh, straight on. Oh God. Like, even though like I have a general idea of how much money I have and my businesses are doing well and I'm like, okay, I feel good. But sometimes like really looking at numbers or, you know, stresses you out. And so you kind of want to shove it down and put it out of your head and be like, you know, living in. I, I've done it for too long and I'm mm-hmm. having to like force myself to think like to, to step outside of it a little bit and just yeah. just do it yeah. and know that it's okay it doesn't have to affect my happiness my mood my stress level mm-hmm. whatever it's really challenging but I've been in this mode of doing that for I don't know the last six months yeah and facing it all and man it's it's tough but I know exactly what you're saying and once you've done it you feel great you feel like that's a huge the thing too. I'll put it off. off your shoulders. Yeah. You're just like, Oh my God, thank God I did that. Yeah. I'll put it off for months and then I'll do it. And then I'm like, Oh my God, now it's checked off my list and yeah. I feel better. Yeah. There's nothing better <sighs> and than it like me checking off. things off a list. Yeah. And I'm a list person. I did it today. I was like, why am I resisting looking at my bank account? Mm-hmm. And I noticed it and I was like, yeah. okay, I really don't even want to open it up and look at it. And I did, I forced myself to do it. And then it was fine. And it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. But I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I don't know if it's my worthiness or this. I don't, I don't know. I just, it's like, I feel like I'm not smart enough or I'm not going to get it or I'm not going to, I don't know. Y'all, I have started using higher dose products and I am such a fan. You know, I don't put anything on this podcast that I am not 100% completely behind. And I have a special discount code for you for all higher dose products. I'm so excited. If you don't know, Higher Dose is a wellness company. They have wellness tech products, they have tools, they have supplements, and they have body care. They have so many things that are hot right now, too, that are really biohacking and up-leveling our lives at home, which is really cool. They have an infrared sauna blanket. They have an infrared PEMF mat that I'm so excited to be sharing about soon. One of my favorites, though, is the red light face mask. It stimulates collagen, it activates glowing skin, reduces fine lines, regenerates cells, and it's soft. It's not like one of the hard plastic ones, so you can kind of move it around on your body, which I've been doing, and I am seeing amazing results. I am absolutely addicted to it. I use it every single night, and I'm using it in conjunction with one of their other products, the Glow Serum, and I'm very picky about what I put on my skin, and I am loving the Glow Serum. It's specially formulated to plump and hydrate and stimulate radiant skin, which that's the goal. They have a ton of other products too, magnesium ingestibles, magnesium body care, which has a healing oil and a serotonin soap that you can use in your bath, which I've been using too. It boosts your mood, enhances your skin and deepens your detox, gets you calmed down. 
Anyway, I'm a fan. So I'm so excited to offer you 15% off using my code MAGIC15. Go to the show notes. You can click through on the link right there. Or if you go to Higher Dose, just enter the code MAGIC15 and you'll get 15% off. Higher Dose has been featured in Goop, Glamour, Elle, Vogue, Bizarre, Allure, basically you name it. And there's a reason why. So go check it out. It's at higherdose.com and enter my code MAGIC15 for 15% off. Are you ready to up-level your pleasure practice? I have in mind, and the main things that have helped me are the tools that I've found from Wands. Wands creates luxurious products that encourage us all to honor our body, celebrate our sexuality, and live in pleasure with more pleasure all the time. One of my favorites, if you listen to this show, then you probably already know, is the cervix wand. Wands has trademarked their number one best-selling glass pleasure wand. It's for vaginal and anal de-armoring, and it's designed for cervical and G-spot stimulation. And let me tell you, it's incredible. It's helped thousands of women become more connected to their bodies and their pleasure, and supports them to heal pelvic pain through self-yoni massage, and helps awaken more pleasure. Just recently, I've ordered the Venus wand, another trademarked wand from Wands, and it's designed to activate and awaken the G-spot and more. Also, don't miss one of their new offerings, which are free bleed blankets that can be used as waterproof intimacy blankets. They have a beautiful selection now available. But take a look around at wands.com, that's W-A-A-N-D-S, because they have a huge selection of incredible items like yoni eggs, crystal pleasure wands in amethyst, black obsidian, anything that your heart desires, and so much more. Check them out at wands.com. That's W-A-A-N-D-S dot com. And use my link in the show notes to get 10% off or simply enter my code Amy Edwards at checkout. Again, that's W-A-A-N-D-S, wands.com. Girl, you know what it is? What? freaking imposter syndrome. I've talked about that on my Instagram page a lot. Let's talk about it. I mean, we get to the, I mean, I'm 47, almost 48. And I just turned 50. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you get it. You get to this point, like you've, you curate your life, you create this life and you're putting yourself out there. I'm putting myself out there and there's this you know, I mean, really, we could talk about social media, but like there's this vision, you know, that other people have of you that is like, holy shit, she's got it together. And none of us really have it together. Like we're, you know, it's, it's just, it's effort. It's like how much effort you put in every day, you know, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's what we just talked about off camera, (laughs) off podcasts, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like just, putting in the work every day, like waking up every single day and making choices. And, um, we know what goes into that, but from the outside looking in, you know, we just look like everything's easy or, you know, some people do some people. I mean, I, I think that that's the, the preconceived notion about me when people are looking from afar saying like, wow, she's got her shit together. Absolutely. From looking at your Instagram. Absolutely. I thought that. I was like, oh, but I mean, I don't, I'm, you know, (laughs) I've, I've got a, you know, 19 year old and an almost 17 year old and they're complicated and, you know, not hitting the marks that, you know, they should be hitting at their Mm -hmm. ages. And, you know, it's like, nothing is ever really together. And, and yeah, I mean, so I think in, in some ways looking at those things, those, you know, like the, the, 
static parts of business that like we can't really control our bank accounts Mm -hmm. our you know, paying our bills on time, you know, income versus spending, like, you know, all of the biz, like the concrete static pieces of business that we have no creative control over, Mm -hmm. um, is almost like looking in a mirror. It's like, you know, okay, I might, you know, like maybe I have it all together, but like, do I have it all together? Do, you know, like, do I have enough money to be doing everything I'm doing? Like, do I have enough money to be flying to Austin and spending, you know, a week and a half a month here and hemorrhaging money on Airbnbs and hotels while I run my business? And, you know, it's just scary to look at hard facts sometimes because they trigger, you know, insecurity or unworthiness you know, or feeling like an imposter, you know, which I think any successful person always feels like an imposter. I mean, I've had this conversation with so many women that are successful and they all feel the same way. It is a constant theme in, um, ambitious, successful women's lives that they just feel like, you know, it's not real. What am I doing? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. And when are they going to you know, find out? When are they going to find out that I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. I mean, there, and then there's the 10,000 hour rule, <laughs> right. which is like, you, you know, are technically an expert at anything you put 10,000 hours into, mm-hmm. which I've done for sure in fashion and styling and photography and music and, you know, all seem in some ways unrelated, but they're not, you know, they all, that's, they all got me to the point all of those steps got me to where I am now. So I've put in way more than 10,000 hours. Do you so feel I like an expert? So I should be fairly confident. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I do. I but, do, but yeah. I still feel like an imposter <laughs> in some ways. Yeah. You know, and, and that's my own stuff because I'm, you know, all these shops, especially in LA, are like, you know, they all carry the same brands and, oh, you yeah. know, like they're higher end brands and it's Ula Johnson and, you know, all the, the, you know, coveted, you know, brands that I know what you're people, talking about. Yeah. All the things like that, that intermix, vibe and yeah. all the things that intermix. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're all, they're all the same to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I carry a lot of like off brand mm-hmm. garments, but I know that I'm an expert in the touch and the feel and the cut of a garment. Mm-hmm. And that comes from my history of designing things. Um, but I also know like I'm not feeding that customer. But what makes me feel like an expert is when that customer who shops in those places converts to my store. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh my God, you know. Yeah. I feel great. I look great. I love the style in here and I'm spending so much less money. How much of this imposter thing that we struggle with do you think is about us being women? Like, do you notice that? Uh, I mean, we're, you're in a women's centric business essentially, but still, I don't know. I guess I was thinking about it because I was thinking while you were talking 10,000 hours, I was like, I guess I probably accumulated 10,000 hours behind a mic, you know, between radio Radio. and podcasting and, and music. And so I thought, huh, yeah, I I do feel like an expert in podcasting. I do feel like an expert in this and I feel like it's my flow. Um, but I struggle a little bit because I look around at like many of the top podcasters and many of things. It's a, it's men, Men. it's, it's a boys club, a lot of it. And, Mm -hmm. um, 
although every time I say that, I guess I'm perpetuating it. So I should probably cut that out of my vocabulary. But anyway, I just do feel like, you know, some of it is ingrained in me as a woman somehow, like that I'm not as capable Mm -hmm. as a dude who's going to be able to figure out the tax forms online. And, you know, like, I don't know. I think I just have my own mental hangups about it. I mean, you wouldn't be the only one. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like that's an issue for me. Good. If I'm really honest, I don't really ever, I feel like I'm much more fucking capable than most men. (laughs) Well, that's the funny part, right? (laughs) We are, I bet. (laughs) Sorry, man. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, not all men, you know, I've definitely met some men that I'm like, oh dude, that guy's got his, yeah, it's not even like having your shit together. It's just like, you know. They can, they'll, you know, I don't know. Women are uniquely capable of handling a lot at once. And so I try to kind of stay focused on that, that like I have my own unique abilities and, you know, I can smoke most men in most tasks. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. yeah. Some of that's being a mom too. Mm-hmm. We start to realize oh, like, yeah. I can multitask so better than, you know, anyone. I almost have to multitask sometimes. Yeah. You know, like, it's like if I'm just doing one thing, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and, but I know it's better for me. Yeah. Do you do all the buying for your store? I do it all. Just you? Just me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a lot. If with four stores and four different categories, mm-hmm. really five if you include jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bunch of different shows and... Um, but I mean, I would never like my, my brand is my name. So, you know, I've been approached over the years by various employees or, you know, outside buyers who are like, Hey, you know, I'd I'd love to start doing the buying for you. And I'm like, you can go and open your own store. Right. Put your name on it. Cause like it's not my store unless it's me doing the buying and the designing and, you know, was it a, a push for you to name it yourself? Oh, well, I mean, there's a story there. Tell me. Um, cause I did that with this show too. Yeah. Same thing. I can't, I mean, I can't, I, for legal reasons, I can't go too deep into this, That's okay. but Whatever I had, you can say. um, a, a lifetime friend who I, I started my first original store with. What year um, was that? That was in 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was in the same location that my first original store is now in Santa Monica. And, um, we had a falling out and it was, you know, ended up in a lawsuit and, um, Oh man. It was named something else, uh, and I won the lawsuit. And when it was over, I had to, you know, re- I reopened my store. It was closed for about five months. And wow, that must have been a crazy, oh, tough time. It was. It was. What a tough thing to go through. That uh, was the worst. Because you start a store with somebody or a business with somebody thinking, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was disastrous. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, and you know, ended. I mean, this is a you know, family friend from, you know, the youngest age and, oh it, and you know, it caused a big riff in, you know, our whole family. So it was, wow. it was devastating. But, um, when, when it was time to reopen, you know, I thought of all these other names and making logos and, you know, my clothing brand at the time, which was how I ended up opening a store was that I had this clothing line, um, was my name. Mm-hmm. It was eponymous. And I was like, okay, well, this is like the, this is it, you know? And I just, 
that I struggled with that more because I was concerned about what other people were going to think of me. Like, were people going to think that I was just egotistical? Um, you know, cause my name's on the door and it was in my neighborhood where my kids go to school and you know, it was here, like, I, am, here I am. Hey everybody. <laughs> I love myself so much that I named my store after myself and you all can carry bags around with my name on it. And you know, at the same time, like I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't Tori Birch. Right. Right. You know, so it was like, and I was designing some stuff, but I was also curating. Mm-hmm. So it was like, who do I think I am? You know, but I knew. That's that imposter. Mm-hmm. It's the imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Tori Birch is, you know, had a super rich husband and came from a, you know, moneyed family and she started her clothing line and, you know, she has 150 people working for her and, mm-hmm. You know, I was like buying stuff from other lines and also mixing my line in. And, you know, it was like, what, like, who do I think I am? But then it, you know, then, then social media came around. Social, Mm -hmm. like Instagram wasn't really a thing when I first started my business. And then that came around and then people expressed interest in knowing who I was. And, um, yeah. Well, it sounds I mean, like it fits now, you know? Yeah, but it does. It kind of, mm-hmm. like, I, I've grown into it, and I feel more confident about, you know, how my my brand is me. And, yeah. you know, the Which, man who I'm dating is always telling me that I shouldn't be posting, you know, like, all my personal stuff on my page. And I'm like, but my, my brand is me. Like, they are there because they're curious about who I am. Mm -hmm. you know, this stuff, like where, you know, why did I, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. How did I, how was I, you know, a music photographer and a fashion photographer, and then all of a sudden opened a store. Well, that name part is very encouraging, you know, and I, cause I did the same thing and I had two different podcasts before this and I didn't use my name. I named them something else. I had a store. I didn't name it my name. I had a partner though, but I just, uh, I, I had to like sit with myself and go, well, should I name it? It, it is me. It is my heart. And it's your heart. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I had to just sort of not think about it anymore and go, no, that's the right thing. And I'm going to do it. And this is what I want to do for my life. So I'm going to call it my name. And it's just, I don't know. It's just been a push. Yeah. And it was an interesting bit of <clears throat> self-discovery. I think like, like just like you expressed. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's been, you know, I discovered myself more in the last almost 10 years of, you know, owning my shops yeah. than I did at any other point in my life. I mean, it's, you put your name on the door. Yeah. You're like, what am I putting out there? And who's, you know, who am I influencing? Like, what have you discovered about yourself? Um... Well, I've discovered that, I mean, like the things we talked about, that yeah. the things that are important to me, like accessibility and, you know, kind of sticking with my, my core values. Did you sit life. down ever and like write out oh, your core yeah. values? Oh, You've done all oh that? Oh my God, yes. I worked with um, a friend of mine, Amy Johnson, who mm-hmm. is a, you know, life coach. And um, she, we tirelessly sat there like, you know, writing my core values and, you know, kind of going through it and thinking about it. And it was in a way it was deeper than like my therapy sessions because 
I had had to think about it. And the imposter syndrome conversation with her came up a lot. And it was like, you know, how, like just writing a bio. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, how do you talk about yourself? How do you think about yourself? I had to think about all of that stuff. So. It's easy to just shrug it off and go, I don't know. I don't know. Or I'll do it later or whatever. Yeah. You know, but forcing yourself to sit down and just look at words and think what matters to me mm-hmm. is such a cool thing to do for anybody that hasn't done it. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I think about that every time I'm like at a show and I see this great line of clothing. Really? That's like, you know, the dresses are, you know, $120 wholesale. And I'm like, I love it. But I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that to my customers. Cause that's not my, those are not my values. Mm-hmm. You know, those are not my, that's, that's not what I do. Um, that's you know, so much or a great line of denim. That's like, you know, $400. Dude, denim like, is I getting crazy. Oh my God. So expensive. And by the way, they're all made in the exact same factory (laughs) by the same, like the same, like five factories are making the same denim, you know, I mean, unless it's like cut and sew and, you know, you know, super high end, but you know, most of it is all coming from the same place and it's just who's slapping the label on and who has more money to, you know, do a better marketing campaign and a fancier website and Where's your clothes? Where are the clothes that you designed made? Los Angeles, downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. So, um, I'm not making as much as I used to. I, you know, when I first opened my shop, I opened it because I had, you know, I I did a reality show on the Sundance channel. I wondered, because when I was researching you, I found something on IMDb mm -hmm. and I didn't know what it was, but I didn't find that. So, yeah. Oh, well, how was that? Oh, fuck. I mean, (laughs) that was an eye-opening experience. Yeah. Um, On Sundance. Okay. Yeah. It was on the Sundance channel. It was um, all on the line with Josie. Yes. That's what I saw. All on the line. Josie was the head of Elle magazine for years. And I think he went on, like he left Elle because magazine life is not what it used to be. And no. I think he was like on the Today Show or Good Morning America, one of those. I don't know what he's doing now. But um, yeah, he was, you know, he's a big guy in the fashion world. He's very mm-hmm. res- well-respected, super fun, energetic, nice guy. Um, yeah, and so he, this was like, I don't know if it was like, it was a few seasons in when I got cast on it. Um, and it was, they select you know, designers in Los Angeles and they follow them. Um, it was me, Nicole Richie, a few other, you know, people at kind of at my level, but Nicole Richie was you cool. know, the kind of the, you know, the biggest one mm-hmm. of us and they followed us around and, you know, the premise of the show was, um, helping a struggling designer to, you know, get to the, you know, get to the buyer of their dreams and get to the other side in fashion and Josie comes and in and Richie saves isn't quite the day. A struggling she was not struggling. She had House of Harlow already, yeah, it was, and it was doing incredibly <laughs> well. But it was all, you know, about Joe coming in mm-hmm. and saying, like, you know, this is what you need to do: make these changes, and then I'm going to introduce you to the buyer of your dreams. Which, by the way, is is conveniently predetermined by the production company of <laughs> like, course who they're going to introduce you to <laughs> so I was informed that the buyer of my dreams was Zappos <laughs> and at the end of the show you either get the buy or you don't get the buy mm-hmm. um but you know you change your line very key here you change your line based on 
the drama that the production company and Josie kind of create. This is reality TV. Sure. So, you know, that's the behind the scenes of that is like, that's what's happening. Yeah. You're, you have very little control over anything. And they put you in scenarios that make you lose your shit. And they, <laughs> you know, t- totally change, you know, take a sentence from something you said and edit it into you know, another area where it doesn't apply or makes you look bad. Right. Um, for the most part, they made me look good. I mean, there was a couple of digs in there, here and there. But um, yeah, Joe came in. I was making wrap dresses at the time. That was what I started with, was kind of a Diane von Furstenberg mm-hmm. style wrap dress that was more affordable. Again, accessibility. Yeah. Um, and I was also eco-conscious in that I was buying dead stock fabric. So I was hunting down, you know, fabric that had been discontinued by larger designers and was sitting in warehouses collecting dust. And I was like, what can I do with this amazing fabric and save the world, like save the earth? Yeah. That was like my, you know, Mm -hmm. that was where I was, the angle I was coming from. And so I started buying up all of this, you know, and again, super colorful, a lot of like vintage 1970s patterns. I started using old swimwear so a lot of it was water, you know, wrinkle, water resistant, um, kind of cool. had like a surf, yeah. surf vibe, coastal edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started making those. And when Joe came in to the show, he was like, what are you going to do about your fabric problem? And I was, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to keep buying dead stock fabric. And he's like, but how are you going to sell 2000 if you can only get 40 yards? So that was the problem. Mm-hmm. And Ultimately, I created a line that was looked nothing like my line of wrap dresses, and I created a great line. I used silks, and you know, I made two hundred dollar retail silk tank tops and cute little mini skirts and gold jackets, and the line looked incredible. And I got the buy from Zappos, but. It's it sold out, but it didn't like sell so well that you know, I, I ran it again. Yeah. However, if I had stuck with my original concept, which was these amazing wrap dresses that were flying out the door in Los Angeles and out of, I was selling, you know, my first run was 300. I sold them out of my garage at my house and to local moms. Yeah. And I instantly, like two months later, made another 300. So I sold, you know, ostensibly I sold more wrap dresses out of my garage than I sold this silk (laughs) expensive overpriced line on Zappos. And had I just, you know, not been controlled by the production company and insisted on making my wrap dresses and getting that buy into the hands of these, you know, Mm -hmm. American women, um, you know, affordable, super cute, colorful wrap dresses, I'd probably still be in the wholesale world selling on Zappos and in Nordstrom. And, wow. You know. But you don't regret doing that. Oh, right? no. 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 It gave me a little bit of money to open up my first store and... And experience. It, experience. Like, is invaluable, especially yeah. in LA, I'm sure, you know, yeah. having just that, that reality show experience of knowing what that's like, because you might have wondered otherwise. Oh, Yeah. I mean, my kids were little. They were in it a little bit. My ex-husband was in it. They made him look like a, you know, dope. It was like, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't talk about it very much. Every once in a while, someone's like, what? You were 
you're on a reality show? Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, don't tell anybody, please. <laughs> I wish it could go away on the internet, but it can't. It wasn't super easy to find because I did look around. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. But I, I look think, cute. There was one oh, blog sure that wrote phenomenal. about me, this, mm-hmm. Tom and Lorenzo. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't know if they're still around. I don't but, either. But they were blo- like fashion bloggers. Mm-hmm. And I think I have to remember what the sentence was, but the title was like, something about like she has a great set of eyebrows but oh wow <laughs> like, but oh, they were so bitchy <laughs> they were kind of bitchy oh, so bitchy yeah how has you know this entrepreneurship journey you've had fed your own style do you feel like do you think it's made it more effortless in some ways or what do you think oh yeah i mean i think it's given me more confidence oh i like that in dressing yeah yeah like you've gotten I'm just, older too, so it's like those yeah. things converge, and so you you are getting more confident just with the age. At least, at least it seems like. Oh yeah, I I'm am. so much more confident than I was, even you know, ten years ago. Um, confident. And, Were you, you still know. feeling some of those body issues and stuff even ten years ago oh. when you started your store? Oh yeah, I still feel them now. You know, I'm I'm you know Italian heritage um I'm curvy you know I'm bigger on the bottom and smaller on the top and you know I just I mean ask my friends it's rare to see me in pants like jeans I you know today a jumpsuit yeah today. yeah I'll do jumpsuits but like I usually wear dresses and you know like I accentuate my upper body and mm-hmm. kind of make the lower part I mean we all have things we do and um yeah, I mean, it's, it's still an issue for one me. Thing, it always will be. One thing that helped me when I had my stores, I feel like I had been kind of hard on myself and my body, mm-hmm. but seeing so many people try on clothes and be hard on themselves had a positive impact on me. It made me so much more forgiving because they'd be bitching about a part of their body and I would be like, you look freaking you beautiful. You literally look great. I know. And P.S., no one is staring at your thigh that long. You know, like no know. one is like that honed in on any part of your body except maybe your husband and he probably thinks you look great so it made me it just had this effect on me that totally surprised me and I got a lot nicer to myself not that I totally am but but it did have you have you noticed that like you become a thousand percent I mean I see it all the time because you're you know you're constantly yeah, looking at people, you know, trying yeah, on yeah. clothes and being like, "Oh, I don't like my arms in this." Yeah. Or whatever. Well, even like, when they don't say anything, mm-hmm. I find that, you know, I have I, I, you know, shop for women of most sizes. I mean, I I, I would love to get into the plus size. World, I know it's hard to carry everything. You can't. Mm-hmm. It, no one understands what is behind that. It's just, it's, it's a separate buy. It's a, you know, you have to go up to a size, you know, 22 and do you have that customer? So it's like, you want to carry for the size 16, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily the, you know, the much bigger sizes. So it's, it's just, and you're forced to have to buy it all. How much space do you have in your store? Yeah. I mean, there's so much that Mm -hmm. goes into that, but, um, seeing women come in and not even being self-deprecating, but just, you know, seeing a, a woman come in and try on jeans and she's bigger than me on the bottom. And I look at her when she comes out of the fitting room and I'm like, those look awesome on you. And then the next pair she tries on, like, I like the first ones better. And the flip side of what you just said, you know, to the self-deprecating woman is the really confident woman who is bigger and has a big tummy, but you see her try on the jeans and she loves herself. 
mm-hmm. and she's confident. And I see that almost more than I see oh, I love the that. woman who is self, the woman who comes in as self-deprecating. I'm just like, oh, get the fuck out of here. Like you're, <laughs> and they're, by the way, they're usually like the skinny girls, you know, yeah. who are like, ah, I don't like my arm. You know, those women, I'm just like, stop, yeah. stop. It's the woman who comes in who is bigger and confident and feels beautiful and puts on those jeans. And I'm like, wake up, Brooke. Yeah, what am I complaining about? Like, I can wear jeans just because I have short legs and curvy thighs. Like, you can wear some jeans. If she can wear jeans and she loves herself and she feels good, I'm going to wear some jeans. And she looks good. And she looks good. And she looks hot. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I'm going to wear jeans tonight. That has been huge for me. Like, I'm going to do it. I am going to wear that denim tonight. And I'm going to put on a cute heel and mm-hmm. feel confident. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's like, it's, it really comes from within. And like you just said, like, no one is looking at your thighs that long. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. We're no. women. We look at what other women wear all the time. Yeah. Do you ever see like a bigger, fuller woman and you're standing, you're going, she should not be wearing those jeans. I don't, I don't, I don't ever think, think I'm, that. Some women do, but I don't think that way. I don't either. I just look and I see confidence. If I see confidence, I'm like, you go, girl. Me too. <laughs> like you, you see, you know, someone like the light in someone's eyes. Like, are they, how do they feel about themselves? Do they love themselves? Mm-hmm. And I did, I, I think, you know, I grew up not like loving myself, not loving how I looked. You know, yeah. I was, I had all these like skinny, perfect friends with like perfect boobs and, you know, how does that comparison affect you now? Like not at all. No, I mean a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, there's definitely, you know, I still, like I said, I still, you know, I'm like, Oh, I wish my legs were skinnier and you know, my yeah. boobs were bigger and you know, I mean, whatever, but like, but on a day to day, I don't obsess over it. And, you know, I certainly as a parent was super conscious of never talking like that in front of my child, my daughter particularly. At least I have two daughters. So I like to think that I haven't talked in front of them that way. But the other day they said, Oh mom, you're so hard on yourself sometimes and Mm -hmm. how you look and stuff. And I was like, shit, what are they hearing? What What am I doing that is cluing them in? So I got a little mad at myself. Well, your your daughters are a little older now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're 13 and 17. Yeah. yeah, so you still have to be a little more careful with the 13-year-old. But, um, yeah, I mean, we all do it sometimes. Yeah. I know I've, I've, you know, I've definitely said to my daughter, thank God you didn't get my legs. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so I we say it in our own ways, you right. know. Um, but I've definitely seen those mommies, too, come in to the store with their young children and, you know, I've heard them say like, you look, you know, you look a little chubby in that. <gasps> I've heard it. Oh, I mean, never. any of my employees would tell you they've heard it too. It's painful to witness. Yeah. You know. No, that makes me sad. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other. It's a whole we other. Could have a, yeah. I could have a field day talking to you about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. Well, yeah. if we were going to talk maybe some keys to style, I think that two things that you've mentioned are your conscious about your environment and where you're going, where you're looking and Mm -hmm. buying, which I like that a lot. And another one that I've heard is confidence just then. Yeah. Just like get confident and find, well, I think for me too, part of confidence is 
being tuned into what feels good on my body because yes, not what's trending, not what's trending. Cause sometimes I'll be like, ah, oh, that looks so good on so-and-so or if I see it somewhere and then I try to wear it and I'm like, I never like stuff that's like, like ruched right mm-hmm. here or something. Cause it makes my boobs look real big. And like, yeah. I don't like, I don't like how I feel in it necessarily. So if I can just let that go and like find the things that I feel really confident in. So would the, would you agree with those two? And what else would you add to that? Um, oh boy. I don't know what else I would add. Those are two big. I mean, those are two really big ones. I feel like confidence is everything. It's, you know, I mean, maybe it's just like knowing your strengths and Mm -hmm. I mean, like style strengths, you know, Mm -hmm. like what, you know, just if, if, you know, you look best in black, just you know, stick with your black. (laughs) I mean, that's just like so basic. And like, I know you're looking for a deeper answer there, but I mean, I, I, the more I think about it, I just think confidence is everything is, you know, just loving yourself and wearing things that make you feel good. And whatever that means, it's like avoiding the trends, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think there's like that element of getting in touch with what does make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And I have like things in my closet that I'll put on and then I'm like, eh, and I take it off. And now I've just gotten to where if I take it off, if I've, if I've taken it off over the course of owning it, like almost every time I'm like, why am I, what am I doing? Get with rid this of it. Still? Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. Do you purge a lot from your closet? I have, or? ask anyone who knows me, they would all back this up. I have, like, my closet is, I have one closet, super tiny, can't even walk into it. It has two bars about maybe five feet long, and that's it. I have very few articles of clothing. I have Um, an entire, I have multiple stores filled with clothing (laughs) that I can grab anytime I want, but even my staff would tell you I never take anything. They're always like, take that, take it. I'm like, but I could sell it. I don't know how you do that. That I'm so impressed. Yeah, I just do not have a lot of clothing. <laughs> it's weird. I wear the same things. I style them differently. Okay. I have like a lot of basic tanks that I uh-huh. wear with like different skirts. Um, you know, a few pairs of denim, maybe two. Because this small closet is not packed full of stuff? No, not at all. I, I get rid of things quickly, like if they're damaged or if I don't, you know, sometimes I get suckered into, you know, just like all of us, like you said, the ruched stuff that, you know, yeah, right. just doesn't something. work for you. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, you know, something with like a sleeve, like a little mm-hmm. puffy, you know, sleeve and I put it on and I'm like, Ugh, who is that? Like, that's not me. I love that dress, but like, it's not me. Um, no, I don't, I just don't have a lot of stuff. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I don't shop. I shop for a living, so I never right. shop for myself. No, I understand that. People um, come in my store and be like, how do you not buy everything? And I'm like, I already did. Yeah. <laughs> I literally bought everything. I, you bought it all. <laughs> yeah. And somehow, even if it's not at your house, you still, it, it satisfies that it does. shopping need. And then the last thing you want to do is like go shop. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I probably should have more like I just wore this jumpsuit the other I like day. It. I like it's it. It's like lot. the third time in three days that I've worn it. <laughs> it looks perfect for that. Thanks. How do you see the world right now as far as style? And I feel like since the pandemic, you know, we've just gotten a lot more casual. I mean, shit, I'm wearing like a unitard thing today. I love it. Um, but you know, how do you how do you see the evolution just in the last I don't know ten years or so? Um. I mean, I think 
things are getting more expensive because of the trend towards um, ethical fashion, which I get Mm -hmm. and support. And, um, but I think it is somewhat unrealistic for the everyday human, not, I was going to say woman, but you know, men Cuban purchase non-gender. Sure. Like it just doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. we all do it. And, um, you know, there's so many, I mean, Amber Valletta is a great example of someone. She's a former model sure. to anyone Love who her. doesn't know. Um, probably still doing some modeling, but she, you know, has this whole, you know, I, I think she has a website now, but dedicated to, you know, ethical fashion and, you know, like the, the whole anti-fast fashion. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's where I see the trend going, but the more ethical you get, the more the price tag rises mm-hmm. and not everybody can do that. So, I mean, I would lo- what I would love to see is, um, you know, factory reform and, you know, people, uh, companies taking more responsive, big companies that have, you know, a lot of money taking more responsibility for being more ethical. Um, you know, and I think it's happening a little bit. Um, you know, I think the prices on some of that merchandise can go up a little bit Mm -hmm. and the everyday person can swallow it. Um, but you know, I'd love to see some regulations around it and maybe, you know, forcing more companies to manufacture here. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be great to see that change. Yeah, for and, sure. You know, but I, but the trend, you know, the question was the trend and the trend that I see is that the prices of, you know, of- how do you see it? Like, uh, as far as casual versus maybe not casual, you know, like how do you, see, don't you feel like we've gotten a little more on the casual side? And oh, yeah. personally, I love that. I think that resulted in, you know, from COVID. Yeah. Um, definitely. I mean, my buying changed as soon as, you know, I was shut down for about four months in mm-hmm. Los Angeles during the height of COVID and my buying completely changed. It had to, I, you know, it was like, athleisure and yeah, your you know, sweatpants. joggers and long sweaters. <laughs> and some of that has stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm noticing that like there's a much bigger trend towards like just, you know, leggings and let's be comfortable. Let's be comfortable. I wonder if the pendulum's going to swing back the other way. It seems like they always it seems do. Like it is already. Really? Yeah. You think yeah. so? Yeah. Think there's it's... definitely more people, you know, people are going to weddings again and events. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's coming. Yeah. I don't yeah. think, I don't think people are ever going to get, you know, we're not going to be as buttoned up as we were, you know, once upon a time. Yeah. But, that's kind of um, what I was wondering. Nah, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Well, what, what do you want to leave people with today as far as like your thoughts on effortless style or if anybody, I don't know, was just looking for your guidance. Oh, what gosh. do you think you would leave them with? My guidance. You're an expert. I guess I am an we expert. Know yeah. We know that much. So. I would just tell people to kind of know who they are and love themselves fully. Accept your flaws, knowing that they're probably perceived and not really thought about. No one really thinks about you more than you think about yourself. 
um, and to have fun with your <laughs> clothing choices and not take it so seriously. It's same as life, but, right? Yeah, but to like have a little stay more true to yourself and, and wear what you love and wear what you feel good in and own it, you know? Isn't that funny that like we go for like style tips or fashion advice and it's all about this inner work. Mm-hmm. It is. It's like I mean, we're talking about outer stuff and it's again, it's just this right here. There's so many style bloggers out there who are like, this is what you need for your vacation. And this is, you know, what you should pack. And you could wear... Pack your confidence. You could wear <laughs> a, you know, Indian muumuu. And if you're feeling good in your heart and mm -hmm. you're a kind person and you love people and you, you know are good to the people you love and you're genuinely happy, it's, you're just going to shine. Cute pair of sunglasses, you know, nice cute flip-flop, go on your vacation and wear your muumuu. In which case it's all an accessory yeah. to who we really are. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's all it is. It is. I mean, you just, just said decorating. it. I'm wearing a, you know, unitard <laughs> and a sweater, but like, mm -hmm. you're happy. I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The light shines from your eyes. Well, so. thank you. Yeah. And your hair looks really good. So. Well, uh, I'm going to give, on. I'm going to give a shout <laughs> to, uh, Tiffany at collective ATX. And it's, so they're like headquarters for, uh, really good extensions and they just did mine and they're just phenomenal. So yeah. Wow. I know. I didn't even know those were extensions. I know they're good, right? I want extensions well, so badly. That's where to go. So huge shout to them. Okay. Collective people come in from all over apparently. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's right by, on South Lamar, right by the Draft House. Oh, okay. So, mm -hmm. hmm. Very nice, from you. very nice salon. And I went to Tiffany, the owner, but okay. everybody there's good. And uh, as long as we're on the subject, they keep all the hair in stock. And so you don't have to like order the hair. They just yeah. have it there and then they match your hair and like color. What about like if you color your hair, then they, they color have to, it. They, they have do, to color your hair. They do the whole thing or they'll, I, I think they'll color, they didn't do much color on mine and they colored the extensions to match. Yeah. So they did like something on my roots and she did like a few little things and yeah. whatever it was. I'm very it devoted to my hair colorist in LA. Well, I think they probably Shout work with that. Shout out to Juvencio Jimenez. There you go. That's a cool name. Juvencio. <laughs> I He's love the best it. 12, 12 or 13 years we've been friends. So. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I, if I get extensions... I'd have to let someone else color my hair. I don't think I could ever do I that. I don't know. I think they could work together and probably just color the extensions and make a match. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, shout good out to, to Collective ATX. I'll put a link Collective in the show ATX. notes. I think yeah. I follow them on Instagram or they follow They're me good. on something. It's I've such seen a, them. I feel like a new person. Like I just feel like. Yeah. It looks great. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. So, all right, cool. You shine. You shine. Thank you're you. You're shining and you help others. You're helping others shine in the easiest, most effortless and accessible way. Accessible. Exactly. Yeah. Stay accessible. Put yourself in the right position, mm -hmm. which I think is so cool. Well, tell everybody how they can find you too. Was there anything else you wanted to add before we go? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. You Good. can find me, uh, in Austin, Texas yeah. at, uh, North Lamar Boulevard and sixth street right near Waterloo records across from REI and anthropology. And then in Santa Monica, Los Angeles, California, three shops on ocean park Boulevard, just a mile up from the beach and I want to go to online this. at brookrod.com and on Instagram at brookrod. 
um, easy. Yeah. Uh, you're easy to find. Easy. Yeah. Very easy. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this today. Thank you. I think for it gave me, me, it gave, you're welcome. It gave me a really interesting perspective on style. And I just, I think right at the end, just what you said, like it just hit me again, how it's all like, it's all in here. And that's mm-hmm. just such a trip to me all the time. Cause we really do think, Oh, if I just get that one thing, that one pair of shoes or whatever the hell it is, that's going to, that's going to be the key that puts it all together or something. Nobody I've thought that cares. so many times. So nobody no. cares Mm-mm. if they're, you know, $1,200 Louboutins or, you know, $40, like nobody cares. It's like how you wear it. <laughs> yeah. It's how, how you I'm... feel in it. Beautiful. That's so good. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And maybe this brought something up in you that you want to discuss with a friend or something, in which case, again, share it with a friend, have those conversations because that's where true growth starts to happen. And that spreads in the world. Anytime that we're doing those things and connecting with others and getting to our truer self, those things are like the light, they spread. And so anyway, I just, uh, I'm so happy you're here. And don't forget, if you have a question or anything you want to hear more of on this show, go to the show notes and send me a message. I'm so excited to keep connecting further. You can always follow me on Instagram too, at realamyedwards. You can sign up for the newsletter at amyedwards.com or I'm on TikTok at the magic babe. So I love you so much and check out my YouTube too, because I'm starting to post more content there as well. And it's easy to find the Amy Edwards show. So I love you so much. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you to our guest today, Brooke Rod. Follow her and keep getting style tips that come from within because that's what it's all about. And I love that so much. And I love you. So thank you for being here. Till next time. This has been the Amy Edwards Show from Overcome Studios. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you so much for being here. Sign up for our newsletter at amyedwards.com.